You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Will you pray with me? Loving God, in the reading of the Scripture, may your Word be heard. And the meditations of our hearts and minds, may your word be revealed. Holy Spirit, come. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Come and help us be more faithful to you. Holy Spirit, come. And all of God's people said, Amen. We're in our second week of our sermon series, like asking and inviting you to, to come home for Christmas. And, and one of the ways that we come home for Christmas is we, we hear those hymns and we hear those, those classic Christmas music. I don't know about you, but like in our vehicle, most of the time we have Christmas music playing, whether it's, um, you know, just the classics or, or some kind of secular uh, Christmas song. We, we love Christmas music. It's something that that brings us comfort and brings us joy. And, and I'm sure it does the same thing with you. The moment that you hear those Christmas songs, it kind of puts you in that right mood, right? It gets you centered and, and, and excited a little bit. Or maybe not so excited, maybe like, oh no, I only have X amount of days until the family comes. Or X amount of days until I have to depart. But you know, one of the things I love about this season is, is if we take the season from a more of a spiritual side of uh, the season of Advent is the season of preparation for the coming of Jesus. And we prepare our hearts and minds for that. So that when we're here on December the 24th and, and we hear that story, it resonates in our hearts. It stirs within us the, the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us to, to be faithful disciples, to be ready to go where God is calling us. And if we prepare ourselves right, if, if we don't let ourselves get caught up with the commercialized idea of Christmas and we really center and focus ourselves on why we do what we do on December the 24th, it changes our perspective a bit. When we're at the store, when you go to the shelf, and I mean, this happened to us yesterday. We, we had what we wanted in mind. We went to the shelf. It was not there. It's okay. Plan B, Amazon. Putting a lot of trust, faith, and hope that it gets here. But the good thing is, is that for that Christmas, it's not happening for a couple days after Christmas, so there's possibility of hope. We, we live in hope of what may be, and that's the, that's the kind of the thing of, of the season of Advent. We live in hope. We long for peace. We get excited for the joy that comes, and, and we look forward to when love came down to be with us at Christmas, if we allow ourselves to. But far too often, we put up those barriers that keep us from experiencing Christmas. And maybe these hymns, maybe these songs that we're going to reflect on over these next few weeks will, will break us of that and can remind us of, of what we are to really do during this season. It's not necessarily about the presence. It's about the presence of Emmanuel. Emmanuel. 
God with us, who came to be with us, who loves us and cares for us. I know who needs to hear this, but I just need you to hear this. God loves you and cares for you. No matter where you are on life's journey or life's faith, no matter how faithful you are, no matter how many scriptures you can quote, no matter how many bumper stickers of Jesus you have, God loves you. Even if you fall short and, and maybe you're trying to figure out how to live uh, faithfully in this time, in this space, God still loves you and wants you to help prepare the way for the Lord. This week, as we focus on peace and we, and we focus on O come, O come, Emmanuel, we, we lean into that hope of anticipating of the peace of the Messiah. See, the people of Judah and Israel were longing for that peace. They were longing for, for the Messiah to come and, and to change the world, to make it a better place for them. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? As we sit and wait with anticipation for Jesus to come, what are we doing to prepare ourselves for that? How are we living in such a way that we're being light bearers for the world? How are we living in such a way that Christ reminded us in every step and every breath that Jesus took that it's really about loving God and loving our neighbor as yourself? Or maybe when we hear, O come, O come, Emmanuel, we, we find ourselves singing, Oh no, oh no, Emmanuel. Because we're scared or afraid of what it might mean if Jesus were to come back. Now, I don't want this to be like one of them scary, like, I don't want to scare you into this. Like, you know, you, you know those sermons, uh, you know, if you're die tonight kind of thing. Like, I don't, I don't want it to be like that. What I want it to be like is asking yourself, looking at yourself, nobody else, but looking at yourself and asking yourself, what are you doing to prepare for the coming of Christ? See, Malachi and, and, and the prophet Malachi longed for that opportunity for the coming of Christ, so much so that as he lived, for the lived, uh, being a prophet, he wrote these words in Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Listen to these words. He says, Look, I'm sending my messenger who will clear the path before me. Suddenly the Lord whom you are seeking will come to his temple the messenger of the covenant in whom you take delight is coming, says the Lord of heavenly forces. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can withstand his appearance? He is like the refiner's fire or the cleaner's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. They will belong to the Lord, presenting a righteous offering. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. During Advent in 1928, German theologian, German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer preached a sermon in Barcelona in which he spoke about the emotions of the season. Bonhoeffer said, it's very remarkable that we face the thought that God is coming so calmly. Whereas previously, people trembled at the day. He became so, we became so accustomed to the idea of the divine love and of God's coming at Christmas that we no longer fear the shiver or fear that God is coming 
should arise in us. We are indifferent to the message, taking the only pleasant and agreeable out of it and forgetting the serious aspect that the God of the world draws near to the people of our little earth and lays claim to us. Bonhoeffer could have been talking about what Malachi said, asking ourselves, what are we doing to prepare? And does the coming of Christ really scare us? You know, I thought about that, and in some ways it does. Because it's kind of like, I remember um, in seminary, when you go through seminary, you, you go through this time in seminary, when you get halfway through seminary, you go for your uh, halfway review. And, and I remember going in for my halfway review with, with all my paperwork and, and, and everything in front of me, and, and I was looking back at my notes during that time. This was right after we had moved uh, to um, our new, my very first appointment. And so here I am, like looking in boxes for all my paperwork that I had to present, because you go over a couple of papers that you wrote, and you kind of talk about your process and journey. And I remember that fear of anticipation of, of what was the professor going to say about my time here and, and, and you know, what critiques and what places were they going to ask me to grow because when we're asked to grow, when we're asked to change, when we're asked to self-reflect, it becomes scary when we have to look at ourselves, right? And so we sit with fear and trembling. The experience wasn't that bad. I shared with my advisor that, you know, hey, I think I'm doing well, I'm improving, Things are going well. I'm in a new church. This is interesting. Doing seminary and um, seminary and uh, doing church work. And then I also had a baby. Uh, I didn't have the baby. I actually had the baby. We had we had we had one. We had one with us that was like you know 12 months old. Then we had another one that was like on the way. And so we sat in that season of anticipation of hope. It was scary of knowing what may come. And so when we cry out, O come, O come, Emmanuel, we're crying out for God to be with us, but are we ready for it? Are we prepared? Are you prepared? Have you really thought about that? Have you really prepared your heart for this season? And what does that mean when love comes down at Christmas? What joy will we share with the world? What peace will we help usher in? What do we hope for in the coming of Christ this year? O come, O come, Emmanuel is scary. Not because it's a hard song to sing. It's actually a really fun song to sing. It's one of my favorite hymns. It's scary because if it really happened, what would happen? I wouldn't be scared. I mean, Jesus is here. What more would I have to be scared of? Really? I mean, I really wouldn't. But then when God starts looking at me and looking at my sheet or whatever, I don't know how God's going to do it, but between Jesus and however he's going to do it, I'm just management. He's in charge. But what I do know is he'll look at me and he'll say, Matt, you know, there were times where you were trying. And there were times where you were doing it right, even when it was a struggle. There were times when you didn't love me, but then you did. I look forward to that conversation, but it's not here yet. So what do we do? We be like Jesus. 
we share the good news that God loves us and cares for us. And that O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is not scary, but joyful. And when we sing it, we, we should sing it as though Christ were coming. Because he's going to be with us and we rejoice that God is with us. That's why I love that line, the, the refrain, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Rejoice, rejoice, God with us. That should bring us great joy. That should be the hope that we look forward to. That should bring peace to us. Because God will come to us, whether we're ready or not. And so we've got to be ready. It's kind of like going on a camping trip. If you've ever been on a camping trip, you pack, if you're doing a good camping trip from the way my grandfather always did, you try to pack as much camping gear as you need and always have extra because you never know when it's going to mess up. You never know when there's going to be a leak in the tent and it rains and there is a flowing stream of water coming through the tent. The only time I ever went camping with my father, hole in the tent, the stream that came through, I am surprised, did not take us down the hill even further. But we were prepared. Okay, my grandpa was prepared. He had another tent for us. See, we've got to be prepared. And we prepare ourselves by learning and praying and just doing, being a disciple. Yeah, you're going to mess up along the way. Hey, the disciples, they did. And look, they did amazing things. Hey, we are, and we're going to do amazing things. Because we're being faithful to Jesus. We're helping prepare a way for the Lord. And so we should rejoice that God is with us. We should rejoice that God is coming to be with us. And we should rejoice that God is continually working on us to refine us and make us as perfect as polished silver. Came across this really cool study, a uh, really cool story. A um, women's Bible study uh, was working through the book of Malachi, and they came to uh, chapter three, verse three, about how God will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And resolving to find out more of the passage, the the group leader took it upon herself to go and visit a silversmith to ask about how he does what he does. And the silversmith offered, why don't you watch me work? And so she observed very carefully and, and, and just very precisely of how the silversmith had had a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. And, and he explained in, in refining silver, it's essential to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames are the hottest so as it burns away all impurities. She asked the silversmith if it were true that he had to sit in front of the fire the whole time uh, as the silver was being refined. The man answered yes. Not only did he have to sit holding that silver right there, he also had to keep an eye on it the entire time. Could you imagine the heat that would come from that? Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've been around it. If the silver was left in the flames just a moment too long, it could damage beyond repair. She realized then the attention needed to refine silver and purify silver 
And what good news for those of us through various trials in our life. Thinking the silversmith, she, for a time, she was about to leave, and the silversmith said, hold on, come here. He said, there was one thing you didn't ask. Silversmith said, you didn't ask how I know the process of purifying is complete. I know it is finished when I see my own image reflected in the silver. Christ isn't finished with us yet. We still have a lot of refining to do. And that's okay. But here's the exciting part. Here's the thing that we get forward, look forward to in this season. Is that God is with us. And we are not alone. And we can sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, with great joy and anticipation. That we rejoice that Emmanuel is with us. So much so that we go out into the world and share God's hope, God's peace, God's love, and God's joy with the world. Because that is how we transform the world. So don't be afraid. You're continued to be refined and help prepare the way of the Lord. If we do those things, we'll be all right. Let us pray. God of love, come and fill our hearts with your peace. O come, O come, Emmanuel, come and be with us. Surround us with your love and grace and remind us that you love us and care for us and all you want from us is us. So be with us in this time and space as we prepare ourselves for Holy Communion, as we prepare ourselves to go out into the world. May we be reminded that we're not done yet, that you're still working on us and working through us. And every step and every breath that we take. And for that we say Amen and Alleluia. So be with us, God. And all of God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you, and have a good day.